Praise God. Hallelujah. Welcome to New Caris Ministry. And you are once again blessed to have tuned in. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you and we bless you for your mighty wonders. And we thank you for an opportunity to be alive. We thank you for an opportunity to be in your presence. We thank you for the opportunity to hear from you. May you cleanse our hearts, make our heart fertile so we'll be able to receive from you. Bless us, change our lives in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. And once again, I want to thank everybody who was able to come throughout the week for the family and marriage week. Hallelujah. And we will also continue on today as I bring you the message, how to make your marriage work. Hallelujah. How to make your marriage work. Shall we read Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. So God created man in his own image in the image of God, he created him. He created them male and female. Let us read the 28. And God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God bless them. God give them dominion. And God told them, be fruitful and multiply. This is the genesis of what we call marriage. When God created man in his image and created man and woman so they will have dominion, God bless them. Hallelujah. But now this relationship or this union between a man and a woman, which was a blessed union, now is so much engulfed in a lot of things. It is characterized by a lot of pain, a lot of misconceptions, a lot of things that sometimes deter people from even getting into marriage. And you have people taking the decision to either give birth and not marry at all, or either taking so many kind of decisions that do not, you know, support the union of marriage. But from this scripture, we will say that Marriage is the basic unit of humanity and marriage is the basic unity of our community. The strength of marriages in every country determine the strength of that economy, determine the quality of life of that particular country. Because if marriage is well, Children that are raised in good homes will not be armed robbers. Children that are uh, uh, raised in good homes 
will not likely be arm robbers, will not likely be street hawking, will not likely be doing the vices, will not likely be, be, be you know, doing all the negative things that affects our society. So most of the things that our society is battling with and fighting with are as a result of the failure of family, which basic unit is marriage. God blessed them and God gave them dominion and God told them that be fruitful and multiply. How can we live in this union so that we will have dominion, we will be blessed, we will be fruitful and we will be, you know, we will multiply and subdue the earth. One, how to make your marriage work. One, the number one is to make a decision to make the marriage work. Hallelujah. If you want to do something without you making a decision that this is where I want to go, this is how I want to see this, this is what you will not be able to do that so the first thing is for the two of you the man and woman to decide that this union we want to make it work no matter what we want to make it work and if you want to make it work then you need to start looking at things from a particular perspective in making your marriage work and in deciding to make this marriage work, there are three basic languages under your decision to make the marriage work that both the man and the woman must learn. Hallelujah. And that decision and that language of making things work is please. In any loving relationship, we need to learn the language of please. She is your spouse. She is your wife. Yes, you take care of her. You support her. She also support the family and all those things. Yes, you are the woman. But this time you are the breadwinner. Yes, we understand that. But you need to learn the language please. Please bring out a lot of things it is a language of respect it is a language of respect and whenever you use that language the mind the heart and the body understand and respects it if it kick your bow and whatever pain that you have whatever anger that you have when that language or when that word is spoken please it speaks to your mind. It speaks to your brain. It speaks to your heart. And that is why we need to learn that word, please. When both of us have made a decision to make our marriage work. We need to learn the word, thank you. She is your wife. But when she cooks delicious foods for you, say thank you. When she's taking good care of the kids, say thank you. When she's supporting you, to keep the home, say thank you. When she brings money and she buys something, say thank you. Because 
although it is for both of you thank you will let her know she is appreciated and she will want to put in more in making sure that the home will work so in your decision to make your marriage work make sure you learn to say please make sure to learn to use thank you thank you lord the person feel appreciated and the person will want to do more she is your man she is um, he, she is your woman she is your wife but learn to say thank you appreciate her both in private and in public let people know that she is your backbone he is your backbone learn to use the language thank you and that will solidify and strengthen the mutual friendship and the mutual relationship between you your wife you the husband and your spouse learn these words yes learn the next is to say i'm sorry and among these words this is quite the most difficult one for a lot of people to say i'm sorry but if you have made a decision to make your marriage work then you will learn the word i'm sorry because when two people are embarking on a journey when two people are embarking on a trip which is lifelong definitely you will hurt each other definitely you will wrong each other definitely you will make the other person cry definitely you will cause a particular problem in the marriage and that is why you need to be able to gather the courage and say i'm sorry and when you say i'm sorry you say it in such a way that your spouse know that you are indeed sorry for the things that you have done so make a decision to make your marriage work and in making that decision to make your marriage work learn these three powerful words please thank you i'm sorry the next point to make your marriage work is to mind your language language is the means of communication and it can be both verbal or non-verbal and it is very important that we mind the way we speak the way we react our body language and mannerism because you see language is what softens the heart language is what hardens the heart language is what make people cry language can make somebody become a slave a fool in love for you and at the same time somebody can become rebellious to your love because of language she is your wife he is your husband but mind the way you speak and talk with him use words of honor words of respect words of dignity to address and speak with the person even when the person has wronged you as christians we are admonished 
to correct in love. So even when you are angry and you are correcting your spouse and you are speaking with your spouse, never forget that you are supposed to correct in love. Never forget that this is the same man or woman that you'll be sleeping behind. So correct and speak with her in love. Mind your language. When we were kids, there was a TV program, Mind Your Language. And we learned from that TV program that sometimes you'll be saying something, but it could mean another thing. The ambiguity of language must never be underestimated in marriage. And the fact that when you say something, the person may mean it for something else is also possible. So when you are speaking with your spouse, take your time. And speak. Hallelujah. Do not speak arrogantly to your spouse. No matter what the situation is. It is the solution that you want. Please speak and treat your wife, your husband with a language of respect. Mind your language. I always say that a woman who knows how to relate with people outside should definitely bring that to the home. If you come to the church and you say, oh, pastor, oh, pastor, and you go and you talk to your husband anyway, that is wrong. And that means you have not reformed well. That means Christ is not in you as you proclaim. If Christ is in you, you will respect your spouse because your spouse is also created in the image of God so when you look into the eyes of your spouse how will you treat God if you will treat God with decency if you treat God with respect if you treat God with humility then treat the image of God the same way God created man in his likeness. God created woman in his likeness. So the language that you treat your wife with should be language that will soften and make her feel loved. So mind your language. Men kasa heja heja. And baby wo honwa womo kasa no womo kasa no ne man bema no eye tin tin tiniti and a man bema ni tin can say learn how to talk well with your spouse no matter how irresponsible or responsible your spouse is learn how to talk with your spouse it is very important if you want your marriage to work my brother learn how to speak with your husband your wife learn how to speak with your wife the fact that you are the breadwinner does not give you the authority does not give you the right to speak with your spouse with impunity as if she is worth nothing no if you indeed want that marriage to work every time mind what you say say it in clear simple ways so that it doesn't become ambiguous and the person will understand and the other one that is being spoken with always be positive in your thinking and in reading the meanings first before the negative 
it is very important because if this same word can mean negative it can mean positive so always consider the language of your spouse as a language that is in good taste it is very important to think that he is speaking she is speaking in the interest of this family mind your language hallelujah another step step three is also do not assume do not assume speak out do not assume if your marriage will work and the marriage will be enjoyable do not think for the person and say that i know that she's supposed to cook i am coming late and she knows that i cannot eat fufu so she's supposed to put rice on fire she's supposed to do this he is supposed to know that i will need some clothes look people can forget so if they forget remind them do not assume too much assumption will lead to disappointment and will kill the fire and will kill the love in the marriage so do not assume sometimes assumption brings big big problems in the marriage oh Kwame uh, uh, um, today I will I will bring some friends to the house maybe you know that you do not dress up the sitting room you do not put the sitting room in order before leaving the fact that you have said that Kwame is also busy doing something and he knows maybe probably taking care of the sitting room or something else is not his responsibility so you were thinking that the fact that you have told him that you are bringing someone home he will put the home you know in place lo and behold you go home and the place is in a mess you are disappointed but it did not occur to him you wanted to eat you know uh, rice because you think you'll be coming late your wife also cooked yam you do not say that because you are coming late please can you put some small rice on fire for me do not assume that the person will know speak out do not assume that the person will know he, the, the way she spoke to you or the way he spoke to you you are hurt so the person should be able to come to you and comfort you and say oh the way i spoke to you i didn't speak it well and this sometimes he is thinking about something else there are so many things on his mind and he may not even have thought that you are hurt by the words he spoke so sometimes you open up so that you will not feel bad for long the much more you feel bad for long the more it affects the way you relate and treat your spouse in the marriage so do not assume they know you are hurt do not assume that he knows that this thing did not go right do not assume if something is going wrong say it speak out speak out in respect speak out in love so that the person will know where they have wrong so they can apologize and go on because in most cases the things that will offend you and the things that will make you sad may not be in the known of the other person who maltreated or the other person who spoke it to you so if you do not assume and if you speak out you are able to solve it well and every time there's peace at home every time in the marriage you know the person knows that if you have a problem you would have spoken it 
Some people are able to put things in them. Yes. And the day that they will have the opportunity to open up, you will be shocked the kind of things that they will say. Hallelujah. And you will be thinking, you have been with your husband, you have been with your wife, and there's no problem among you. It's said they have kept things in them. And when they start pouring, ha! you'll be shocked. But if you don't want that thing to happen, do not assume, do not put things in you, pour it out respectfully at the appropriate time. Let your spouse know that you said A, you did B, you did C, and I wasn't happy with it. Let us talk about it in love so we can move on. Hallelujah. The next step is limit your expectation. Limit your expectations. We are human beings and we have expectations of each other in marriage. But it is always very important that we, lift, we limit our expectations. Hallelujah. Sometimes the expectation can be financial. Sometimes the expectation can be sexual. Sometimes the expectation can be emotional. Sometimes the expectation can be relational. Hallelujah. People are born in families and communities and they have their traits and they have their ways that they have lived their lives all this while they are now come they have now married you and we will have to readjust to both of you the way you can treat each other well so she is learning from you and you are also learning from her so do not expect so much Especially in the relationship before the marriage. You expect that you have gotten a complete man. And you realize that you have gotten a complete man but with some problems. And that should be adjusted. So that at least you can help that man. Small, small with your love and your kindness. And the way you talk about that particular issue. Little by little, your man will become the perfect man you want. Even in that perfect situation, it is because you have learned to overlook his shortcomings. Hallelujah. Limit the expectations. Sometimes the most expectations that hurt marriages so much is the financial expectation. You, 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 you have grown to think that you are marrying a man so he will be able to take care of all your financial needs. And sometimes it becomes a problem. Because in life today there is money, tomorrow there is no money. So limit the expectations. And then have discussions about how you people can help each other. Hallelujah. Do not expect too much. Hey, I married this woman because she's very hardworking. She'll be able to take care of the home. She'll be able to clean the home. At the same time, she has a, you know, office work to do. So when there's something on the floor in the house, hey, when the kids have done something in the home, hey. But when you know that even machines get spoiled, so that your spouse can be tired, so when you come that there's something wrong, you can fix it yourself. But when it is becoming persistent, find out, sit down with your spouse and trash it out. 
do not expect too much. Machines even break down. And do not expect too much from your spouse. Because even the ATM machine can break down. At times when you go, they will say no money in the machine. So your husband who is not an ATM machine can also short money. Reduce your expectations so that you people can live within your means in love and in care. Hallelujah. Expectations. Expecting that your spouse will be the perfect man. No, you won't get it. Nobody is perfect. He will have his problems. But you adjust and you relate and you live with it. Hallelujah. Some of the things may never be solved. Those that can be solved, solve them. And that is why it is very important that in dating, you look and you, you, you open your eyes. Don't close your eyes. Open your eyes in dating. Look at how he's treating his friends. Look at how he's treating his family. Look at how he treats others and go about his businesses. That is the way he's going to treat you in the marriage. Hallelujah. That is the way he's going to treat you in the marriage. But if you focus on the gifts, the cars, the glamour, you will cry. Hallelujah. You will cry. So open your eyes, reduce the expectations, stay within your limits, and as you are growing in life, and as you people are working together, you will be able to reach where you want to go. Limiting your expectation does not mean that you don't set standards and you don't know where you want to go as a family, but you want to give each other a briefing space so that you all can grow into where you want your family to go. We are speaking on six points. And the fifth point is focus on each other's strength and work on weaknesses together. Hallelujah. Focus on each other's strength and work on weaknesses together. Sometimes if we do not take care, the only thing we see about our spouse is their weaknesses. But everyone in this world have strengths. So in any loving relationship, focus on the strength of your spouse. Your spouse, you didn't know, she may not be able to cook. But she knows how to pamper you and take care of the home. She may not be able, you know, to do A or B. But she's able to do something else. Look at her strength and build on the weaknesses together. Hallelujah. Do not focus on the weaknesses. Any loving relationship or any marriage that you focus on the weaknesses of your spouse, the devil is able to hit you hard. Because if you are so conscious of the weakness of your spouse, and that is what you keep saying, and that is what you keep on focusing on, when you move out of your home, in your work environment, in, in, your, in your friendship environment, in wherever you will go, you will notice that people whose strength are your wife's weakness 
are the people that you'll be attracted to. And by the time you realize you have started cheating, because look, that person, that strength is your wife's weakness, is also having weaknesses. That may be your wife's, you know, strength. But you have not stayed together with your, um, that person before. So when you see that person, if especially um, that person, whether being a, um, a man or a woman, you are attracted to what your husband don't have or what your wife don't have. That is the weakness-oriented marriage. Hallelujah. If your husband is financially stressed, usually you are attracted and your eyes catches you know your eyes are normally you know spotted on people that are financially dusted but have you uh, 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 asked yourself that this person who is financially dusted or financially strong will this person be able to give me the time the attention the love that my husband who is not financially you know strong gives me because he gives you those love and attention, you have taken it as normal. You have had enough of it. And that is the same way that that man that you see as being financially strong is also having a weakness of not being loving. A weakness of not loving and respecting the, the spouse. is also having a weakness of talking anyhow with the spouse. So the spouse is also out there looking for somebody who can love her and give her attention. Who can love her and respect her. Because at that time, that money, that money is nothing for that spouse. Life in this world is a great struggle for both the young and old. Even those who have great riches have troubles of their own. Rich man envies the poor man, and poor man envies the rich man. Hallelujah. We are singing this song when we were young. But you begin to understand it. You begin to understand it well when you grow. Because it is not easy. So do not focus on what you don't have in your marriage. Focus on what you have in your marriage. But work with your spouse together. To get what you don't have. In the marriage do not be weakness oriented where you keep on bashing 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 the more you keep on bashing on the weaknesses the more the person becomes hardened person and may not be able to listen to you hallelujah let us support them in their weaknesses so that they can be loving so that they can also work and make the money that you want do not envy the one with the things that you don't have. They also have problems. You have you yourself decided to choose. I don't know what you like. I didn't know you love a woman who is busty. You understand? But you went to marry a woman who has flat, you know, bust. And now, when you see any busty woman, you are following after her. Have you forgotten that that busty woman may not also have the shankus? And your wife will have it. Or may not have certain kind of beauty. And your wife will have it. So do not, you know, follow the things that your wife don't have. Or your husband don't have. And when you hear people talking about their husbands. and uh, People can lie for their spouse to look good. 
So please don't listen to people. Focus on the strength. The little that your spouse is able to do for you and the family. Appreciate it. And the more you are appreciating it, as we said before, the more you say thank you, you say please, you say I'm sorry. It is boosting him to do more, to work more for the family. Unless two agree, they cannot work together. Unless the two decide to make it work, it can never work. Marriage is not a 50-50. Marriage is a 100-100. Marriage is not about finding the right person. It is about you being the right person. Because there are two people in marriage. If I am the right person and you are the right person, together we, the two shall become one and the marriage will be a right one. Do not expect a trouble-free marriage, but have a heart of working out the problems in the marriage. Today, there may be problems in the marriage, but the heart that you have in your marriage will make your marriage a testimony, you know, in future. And people who have, you know, decided that they want to punish their spouses... They want to do things that will stress their spouses. They want to do things that will bring pain and disgrace and cry to their spouses. You know that the more you hurt her, she's a part of you. And gradually your life will also be as miserable as you want your spouse's life to be. The joy and the happiness you seek outside, that's why you are not making your spouse happy. You will lose it. The more you invest in your spouse, the better happiness you will have in future. Especially in Bermanumumaye Shibibiye. The last point, which is point number six, next week we'll talk about other six points too on how to make your marriage work. This week we are talking about six, and the sixth point is be interested in your spouse's personal growth. Hallelujah. Be interested in your spouse's personal growth. The two shall become one, but we all have some interests. Your spouse may be interested in business. You may also be interested in ministry. You may also be interested in something else. Do not be too self-centered in the marriage. Think about your spouse's personal growth. If your wife is getting a lot of promotions in the office, do not envy your wife. But be happy for her and give her the solid advice that will let her thrive in the corporate world. If your husband is succeeding, do not envy your own husband because you think that his success is taking him out of the house and you are not able to get much of your husband. So you start becoming his own pain. No. Be interested in the growth of your spouse. Your spouse wants to school. Adjust to make sure that he can succeed or she can succeed in school. Because at the end of the day, the benefit of that education is for the family. Be interested in the growth of your spouse. If you are interested in the growth of your spouse, you discuss where you want to go. And you also do not hide things. If you have a career path, 
let your wife or your husband know this is where i want to go sometimes your husband will even decide we decided to have five kids but because of this career thing and because we want the best of this family we will want to give birth to three or four what she said dream hallelujah do not be self-centered so that you are thinking about yourself. The woman should not think about herself. Help the woman's dream to come to pass. Hallelujah. It is very important. It may take some time, but make sure that it will happen. That is the most important thing. Think and plan for each other. Support each other's dream. Your wife may not be as educated as you are. Your husband may not be as educated as you are. But the relevance of education to the family is for you to be able to get money out of the education. So if your spouse is able to work a businessman on hallelujah, on he cannot speak English, but his money can speak English. Hallelujah. So do not disrespect the person on the grounds that he cannot speak English. What is English when money is talking? Hallelujah. English when money is talking. It is nothing. But gradually, you will be able to impart the person. And the more you speak with the person, the more you teach the person courtesies, mannerism, and the rest. Before two, three, four, five years, the person is a changed man or a changed woman. Do not use that weakness of not being able to speak English and not being able to know the corporate mannerism and courtesies to always insult and always bring her spirit down. Do not speak down at her or on him because he is not educated as you are. But you can be interested in the things that he or she is super at. Masa. Sika and kabrofo. Sika and kabrofo. And sometimes the work that you don't respect. Those are the things that will let the family be established financially. How many of the big men that you see around who are financially sound are educated? They use their money to get the education. People that I know who, didn't, who were not able to construct three good sentences together because of their cash. Now they speak fluent English. It is because somebody had time for them. Why you interested in the personal growth? A brand now see your niece can't turn around on the CCS. It can't be home or baby not turn home or baby maybe not turn. But you are now saying who you have no and no done it done no and no policy no or change so no benante and no you are saying no lifting no call another class. I feel I say we need every. If you are not interested in the personal growth of your own. You will not be able to see the kind of things you want to see in your spouse. When you are growing, pull your spouse together with you. 
so that there is no big gap between you and your spouse. If you do these things and the favor of God and the mercies of God is upon the marriage, definitely your marriage will work. God bless you. And next week, we'll continue on from point number seven to point number 12. And if we will humble ourselves and listen to these and listen to what God is saying, definitely your marriage will work. Hallelujah. Shall we be upstanding? Father, we thank you for this opportunity to learn about our marriages and our relationships. Father, have mercy on us. This is very dear to us. This is very important to us. Father, have mercy upon us. Give us the heart to be able to treat our spouses well with respect and decency. In the mighty name of Jesus, everyone with marital problems, Father, we pray, oh God, that you touch their spouses' hearts out so that, Father, they will be able to sit and solve the problems amicably. If it is a problem of disrespect, Father, give them a heart of honor and a heart of respect so they can treat each other well. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Beloved, God be with you. If you've listened to this message and you have any issues with your marriage, if you have any problem with your marriage you want to share with us so we can counsel you, our numbers are on the screen. Kindly reach unto us. And those who want to share your testimonies after listening to us, our numbers and our homes and our churches and our office is open unto you. Reach out to us and God will bless you. May you enjoy this week and may the Lord be a blessing unto you this week. Shalom, peace, and the favor of God be on you. Amen.